Hey guys, welcome to Feeling Twisty, episode 53. So how's it going? Thanksgiving's over now, it's been a week. It's that time of year, right? We eat a lot, we get together with family, and we look forward to counting down the days to the next Star Wars movie. Oh yeah. And Christmas, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, a little while ago, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook and I think she listens. She listens. Uh, she, I know she has listened to some of the episodes of Feeling Twisty. Anastasia. Uh, Anastasia, if it's if I'm mispronouncing your name, if it's Anastasia, perhaps I'm going with Anastasia. She posted a, a funny meme uh, on Facebook about Christmas and Christmas hymns. I'm not gonna get into the try to exp me trying to explain the the joke wouldn't work here. But it got us talking back and forth about our memories of church and the holidays as kids, and how she would be in, in the Christmas pageants, and I was I would star, well not star, I was in uh, you know the the usual Christmas nativity scene type plays and productions we would do at church. Um, <laughs> I remember wearing this. I mean, I was young, probably seven years old, and they I was one of the wise men. In this oversized piece of cloth um, with a ratty beard, nasty, smelly beard they put on. And you know, I'm, as I'm thinking about it, and they put these crowns on us. All the, the three wise men, we had these crowns, and the crowns had big crosses on them. Hmm. That's funny. Because if you know, if if all that was historically accurate, then wise men coming from the east wouldn't be wearing crosses. Uh, I wouldn't think. Anyway, I digress. We got it was just fun bringing thinking about those days and our time. It got me thinking about my time at church, growing up in church, and how we I would get you know was taught about all the ritual and the ceremony and how that was important, and even going to church was important if we wanted to save our mortal soul. And Christmas was a great time, you know. I could go to midnight mass for the years that I was Catholic, or to whatever uh, church service that particular church I was going to had, and you know that could be my moment of atonement for the winter. You know, winter, get rid of my sins, make save my place in heaven again, get me through to at least New Year's. <laughs> now after New Year's Eve, who knows? You know. <laughs> And then Easter would roll around and all the ritual and ceremony and all the messages about sin and atonement and shedding of blood and all that. Uh, and that was another chance for me to redeem myself and, you know, dust off my place in heaven. I'm not making fun of that belief at all because I, I believed it for so many years. Um, even if I had, had questions about some of the things, you know, that, that were taught. The whole story of the baby in the in the manger, literal being literally true, gave me pause, even as a young person, and then the whole virgin birth. But it's cool if you believe it's historically accurate. That's perfectly fine. There's not, you know, I'm not going to debate that. Uh, but I think what's clear, even whether you believe it's historically accurate or not, there's scripture in there that tells us that. Uh, the power is within each one of us. 
And which leads me now to this, this scripture I came across yesterday. I didn't, uh, it's funny how, you know, I grew up reading the Bible and even studying this new way of thinking, new way of living. I've studied the Bible and researched words and things like that, but I've never really, I don't recall ever reading this verse in Philippians. It's Paul talking to the, uh, supposedly talking to the church uh, in Philippi, but he's, uh, in verse 13, chapter 4, verse 13, I've heard that verse. I've quoted that verse often. Neville quoted it. And pastors have quoted it that I've heard. Uh, Philippians 4, 13, it says, I can do all things in him that strengthens me. Or I can do, some versions say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, but the verse before that, and the, the uh, Philippians 4, 12, sorry, my dog is jumping around. Um, staring at me. I guess she's wondering why I'm talking to myself. <laughs> so Philippians 4.12 says, uh, and this is Paul talking, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. In everything and in all things, I've learned the secret both to be filled and to be hungry, to be abased and to abound. So you can replace those words, abased and abound, I know how to be broke and unloved, and I know how to be wealthy and satisfied. I know how to crawl, and I know how to soar. As he says, in one version, he says, I have been taught, I have been taught the secret, how to be, how to be rich, how to be poor, or how to be abased and how to abound. And then he answers, he tells you, how that happens, what the secret is in the next verse. I can do all of these things in him that strengthens me or through him that strengthens me. So I can be rich. I can be poor. I can be abased and I can abound all through the power of Christ that strengthens me. And Paul also says that Christ, Jesus Christ is the power and wisdom of God. So it's a personification of the power and wisdom of God. And Paul also says that Jesus Christ is within you. Don't you realize that Jesus Christ is within you? Put yourself to the test. Jesus Christ is within you. And Paul describes that as the power and wisdom of God. And then Paul says in Philippians here that I know how to be miserable, and I know how to be full of life and joy and love my life. I know how to do both through this power and wisdom that's in me. He says it right there that it's with, he knows the secret of this uh, one version, a couple of versions have that uh, he says, I know uh, the secret to being content um, wh whether I'm poor or abased or about, I'm abounding. Um, but from what I can tell, the original Greek uh, doesn't have to be content. From what I've read, it was the translator added that based off of the previous verse. Because he says in, in Philippians 4.11 that I've been both and I've learned to be content or something like that. But then he says, he goes on to say, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. And 
I've been taught the secret on how to do this. And it's the power and the wisdom of God that's within me. So we have that power within each one of us to be anything we want to be. We can be unloved and broke and miserable, or we can be wealthy and loved, have a full belly, travel, whatever. Whatever we want, we can be, we can experience because the, that power is within each one of us. So what do you want to be? What do you want to experience? When I first started learning about uh, you know, reading Neville and listening to his lectures and listening to other people that taught similar messages, at first it was, it was a little tricky for me, you know, understanding what was meant by you know, changing the concept of yourself and, and even awareness of being. Neville says, your awareness of being is God. And the way I understand it is that I am, my awareness, my awareness of being, this creative being within me, this creative power within me is the same creative power spoken of in the Bible. And at its foundational level, it's limitless. Each one of us are limitless, formless, and faceless. We are the Father. And then we can choose to experience different states, different states of mind, different concepts of ourselves. And we become, our, the, we experience the express image that the Father chooses. I didn't, I didn't intend to get too, sound too uh, Bible-ese, speaking a lot like I'm preaching. I hope I'm not. <laughs> but we can choose to experience whatever we want. And we don't need to buy programs and subscribe to you know, VIP groups and special coaching, not knocking any of that. If there's some great coaches out there and great uh, teachers, I've learned some stuff and I've bought some things and, and I've learned a lot, which is cool. Nothing wrong with it. But if you've been doing this at some point, you've got to realize like, wait, it's time for me to, you know, fish or cut bait. I need, I keep asking the same questions and I keep going to all these different groups and paying for all these different programs. Um, take a look at yourself. Take a look at what you are conscious of being. You might be like I was in a perpetual seek and find mode. I was always, uh, seemed like always, I mean, had a couple of years where I was, even after I was healed, I was still digging. I could, there's more. I need to find more. So I was constantly looking it up and, and reading more lectures and then finding groups, group after group on Facebook and searching for comments and posts. And what about this? Oh, I need to learn more. There's something else I need. Instead of going past the, this search mode, this state, I was in a state of perpetual searching. Neville talks about it, a kind of like perpetual construction, uh, deferred occupancy. 
I was constantly putting everything in the future. Well, I'm not yet. I can't get it yet because I need to learn more. I need to learn more. But that's exactly what I was creating for myself. I was experiencing I need to learn more and slowing things down for myself because I, I did not, my concept of myself was that I didn't have it. I wasn't quite there yet. And so I continually experienced that. And I believe from my own experience that your concept of yourself, what, uh, who and what you are being, your awareness of being, your consciousness of being, who, whatever you are conscious of is what you're experiencing, what seems to be experience, you're experiencing on the outside. But Neville talks about how everything begins, everything starts with your concept of yourself. Change the concept of yourself in the outside world automatically changes, adjusts to fit your new concept, your new state of consciousness, your new state of mind. He also calls it a mood. I like that. <laughs> it used to, it originally, it kind of, uh, I was a little nervous about the terms, you know, state of consciousness and awareness and all these things, because I've heard it. Yeah, you, know, you hear all these terms and you hear speakers uh, you might catch. When I was a kid, there'd all be every now and then a guru show up on the Phil Donahue show or uh, later on Oprah and Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and all these talk shows, daytime talk shows. You'd, they'd get a guru, up, a guru up there and you'd be talking about awareness and all of these things that just seem so out of touch with reality. <laughs> it's funny that now I see that what they're talking about, at least the terms, that the way I use them, awareness and consciousness, is reality the way I experience it. It's nothing outside of me. Just like the, the, the messages the preachers when I'd go to church would talk about all these different things, uh, and I always thought of them as something outside. And it isn't. It's within you, and it's within me. And each one of us have the, this power that Paul talks about, this secret hidden power to being anything we want to be, experiencing anything we want to be in life at any time. You don't need, there's nothing you need to go learn and study. You don't have to have years of study to change your life, to experience something else. You've been doing this as long as you've existed because consciousness what you're conscious aware of being what you were being is what you are experiencing that's what you experience on what seems to be the outside there's no separation but what what you're experiencing comes from what you are conscious of being your concept of yourself, what you assume to be true, is exactly what you experience on the outside. So it didn't just start. You don't just start doing this when you first came across a teacher or this podcast. No, we've been doing it all along. This is what we've done here. We've created this world from our consciousness. 
and we're experiencing it with limits. We are limitless and farmless. And then we put ourselves, we create through this, through our consciousness, this, these limits of experience, these states of mind to experience things that we could not experience in the limitless and formless uh, nature that we are. And then we put on these limits and then begin the process of awakening. And even if you're not, you know, if, I've, if all I've been talking about, about, you know, the spiritual side of it's not your thing, that's cool. It wasn't my thing for a while. And it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't have to be your thing. But if you want to change your life and experience something different than what you're experiencing now, look within and just notice. Notice what you believe to be true about yourself. And if you really take an uncritical, no judgment kind of look back at your life and just pick a day, pick a day or time in your life like now <laughs> and just look at your experiences. What are you gravitating? What's coming, you know, showing up on your Facebook feed? What are people saying on Facebook? What are you posting on Facebook? That could give you an idea of what you're conscious of being, what your, what your concept of self is. You ever notice how whatever something may be going, going on in your life or, you know, you're mulling something, an idea around in your mind, good, bad, or indifferent, just something you've been thinking about and wondering or studying, and then you see it, a comment or a post on Facebook talking about just that same thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, because your consciousness reflects what you experience in the outside world is a direct reflection of your own consciousness, your own awareness of being, what you are being, your assumptions about yourself, your concept. So, and we, even when I say, and Neville says it and I've said it, you know, talk about talking about the experiences in life are a reflection, a direct reflection of what we are conscious of our concept of self. But the more I've been thinking about it, even saying it's a reflection, for me, it still implies some separation, that there's still something separate between me and this mirror that I'm looking at. And it does appear to be that way, but there is no separation. It's all within you. It's all within me. I do know. I know from playing with this and intentionally uh, being more aware of what I'm thinking of and what I'm dwelling on and, and the states I'm dwelling in. And I see that there is no separation. What I experience in life and, and other people, their moods and the way they behave and talk and act, everything changes when you change the concept of self when you become or start being something else, Neville calls it dwelling in the state of your wish fulfilled. So you want to change who you are, change your experience. You can never change who you are. 
you're a beautiful, perfect, wonderful being. You are the I am. So you can't change that. But you can condition it. You can put limits on this limitlessness and choose to experience other things. When I realized that, I used to, I would get so bogged down in uh, thinking about, oh, but I've been this, I'm this kind of person. How do, I, how do I become somebody different? How do I change who I am? And then it hit me one day, I'm not changing who I am. Who I am is I am, the self-existent one. I exist. I am. And I can just choose to be something else. I am this. I am this dwelling in this state right now. And I can shuck this state just like I, you know, shuck, take off my dirty shoes, kick them off at the door. I can take off this state and move into a new state of mind, a new state of consciousness. I, I, I am this, but now I am that. I am experiencing this, this new dwelling place, this new state this new state of being. We can be, experience anything we want in life. Anything. Anything. So don't limit yourself based on what you think is possible. Get that out of your head. First, that's one of the first things I had to get in my head was stop thinking about what's possible and what's not possible. Because anything is possible and nothing is impossible. Because you're here listening, so you're, you exist already. So everything's possible. We just get to choose. We just choose what we want to experience. And it, for me, the easiest way is to do what Neville talks about when he, he says just uh, what, ask yourself what would the feeling be like? What would it feel like to be that person, to experience that? What would it feel like to be in a loving relationship? What would it feel like if I were wealthy and have been wealthy for some time? What would it feel like if I am the kind of dad the kids are excited to see walk in the door and not the kind of dad that everybody runs from? <laughs> Whatever you want to be, ask yourself that. For me, that's the easiest way. I ask myself, what would it feel like if this were true now, already, right this moment? And the answer that automatically comes up from the depths of my own being is the fulfillment of that, that feeling right there that I get in reply to that question is the feeling of the state of the wish fulfilled. It's the new state of mind. Oh. And you don that feeling, that new state, like you would a new jacket, a new hat. You put it on you. You dwell in it. Clothe yourself with it. Everything comes from your mind, from you. Just like the state of being that you want to get rid of, that you want to move out of. Done with that one. 
let's do something different. You dis discard that one and clothe yourself in the new one. This new, wonderful state of being. Once you do that, so there may be times that come up where you realize you're reacting to what you're seeing in the world. You're reacting to things that are, that are contrary to this new state, this new feeling. You're experiencing something that's contradictory. That's okay. That's just reflecting what you'd been conscious of being, your old state. I don't get upset. I used to get upset when something would happen. I'd realize that I, I was reacting and then I would beat myself up about it. Like, ah, I'm screwing this up. Now I just look at it as, okay, this is the opportunity to let this go. Knowing that I've moved into the new state and I'm continuing to dwell in this new state of this wish, whatever the wish is, fulfilled. And regardless of what appears to be contradictory on the outside, I hold that image, that feeling. I hold on to it and I continue dwelling in it. And all these things that appear to be uh, contradicting what I want and what I'm being start to fall away. Continue to dwell in the new state. You just hold on to that feeling. Dwell in that feeling. Let that feeling be you. And these things start to fall away because they're, remember the world, what you're experiencing is just that reflection of what you're con conscious of, the concept of self. And as you hold on to this new concept, the old things that appear outside fall away. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. So we can all do what Paul says. We can all say that we know the secret to being poor and the secret to being rich, the secret to being low and unloved, and the secret to soaring full of life and full of love. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.